This is the Horse Radio Network. This is episode 1192 of Horse Tip Daily, your almost everyday morsel of helpful hints, useful facts, and practical techniques for horse people. Brought to you today by Kentucky Performance Products. horse people. Coach Jen here, and thanks for tuning in to Horse Tip Daily. Today's tip is an excerpt from the Dressage Radio Show's Total Saddle Fit Tip of the Week. Show co-hosts Reese Kofler-Stanfield and Philip Parks are joined by Catherine Chamberlain with some useful exercises to help your horse move through his top line in upward and downward transitions. And we'll get right to our tip after this from Kentucky Performance Products. She had waited all her life for this moment, dreaming about it since she was 10 years old. The trailer ramp touched the ground. He whinnied as she backed him out, swinging his head around to get a good look at his new home. His coat gleamed in the sun. Her love had arrived. She was breathless. He was beautiful. She could hardly wait to tack him up and start off on what she was sure would be the best times of her life. This love story is brought to you by Contribute, providing essential omega-3 fatty acids that help maintain low inflammation levels throughout your horse's body. The horse that matters to you matters to Kentucky Performance Products. Call 859-873-2974 or visit kppusa.com to order today. Well, for this evening, Catherine Chamberlain is back for our Total Saddle Fit Tip of the Week. Catherine, welcome back for this segment. Thank you so much. Well, you did a great article in Dressage Today, November 2015. Can you, you tell us a little bit about that article slash tip you gave us? The tip that I had in the article was about leg yield for relaxed transitions. It's all about getting the horse to move through its top line really underneath itself, getting it to engage itself into upright transitions and into downward transitions as well. So basically, you can use a leg yield in the walk to go up to the trot, a leg yield in the trot to go in shoulder forward to the canter, and so on and so forth. And it's really just getting the horse to take a little bit more weight behind, really freeing up his body to make a prompt and relaxed transition. So Fantastic. Can you explain Sorry. how you would do the uh, how you would do the exercise? Uh, you know, are you are you along the long side in the walk, and then um, what are you thinking about, and how are you executing this correctly? Yeah, so if I were to do a leg yield in the walk to a trot transition, I would turn down the center line, start to make a leg yield, and the good thing about this exercise is you can really use it for any level horse. You know, if you have a four year old that you're just starting to work on finer transitions with, you can use it for that. Or if you have a Grand Prix horse that you really want to try to use this exercise for a little more activity and a little more engagement, you can do that as well. So you can make a leg yield as steep as you need to or as shallow as you need to, depending on your horse. So as you go to make the leg yield, you really want to focus that the horse is straight, that it's really moving correctly from the inside leg to the outside rein. And then you really want to think about that inside hind leg really marching underneath you. So you really every step you feel like the horse is really engaging itself. And then when you feel that sweet spot where it's really supple and the bridle really moving off the leg well, then that's when you want to ask for the transition. And then instead of moving sideways in the transition, you're going to use that energy that you've created to then move forward into the transition and then go straight afterwards. So you go down the center line, 
do your leg yield, get the engagement that you want, make sure the horse is supple, and then do the upward position and move straight on. Awesome. So tell, tell us a, a few of the pitfalls that, that might come into play while you're trying to do this, some, some problems that you can think ahead and, and try and prevent. Yeah, so a couple problem areas that you might have. You're either going to have the shoulders lead too much or the horse drifts to fall on their forehand and kind of run ahead of you. So that's where you really need to make sure that you're half-halting well enough with your outside rein that the horse doesn't start to just fall to the outside and start to run on the forehand because that's obviously the opposite purpose of the exercise. It's all about getting the horse to carry more behind and really take that weight and engage itself. And then you can also have a horse that maybe is a little bit lazy too and starts to push too much with the paunches to the ins- or to the outside. So if you have that happen, then you need to make sure that you're using a little bit stronger outside leg to keep the horse straight enough in its body because you really want to be looking, you know, straight ahead. If you can use mirrors, that's great too because then you can really see the line of the horse's body. Or if you don't have mirrors, you want to use a friend or a trainer that will kind of stand in front of you and make sure that your horse is very perpendicular and very, um, you know, straight in the body with just a slight bend in the rib cage, but you don't want either the shoulders or the haunches to be bleeding too much. And then, um, you know, make sure that as you go into the transition, that the horse stays really nice and supple on the top line. And if you need to as well, sometimes if I go to do a transition and the horse comes a little bit against me, then I'll just add a 10 or 15 meter circle right after the transition to kind of help smooth everything, you know, together and make sure that the horse stays really nice in the contact as well. Now, I can see this this exercise lending it well, itself well to doing, you know, sort of the next level into doing transitions while you're in shoulder in or maybe half pass. Can you talk to us a little bit about how, how you would how you would do that and bring the horse along? Yeah, so it works really well. You know, the ultimate goal that I think of for um, transitions is when in the Grand Prix you have to do the massage to canner. So that's kind of the top tier of where this exercise would lend itself into making sure that you have the engagement and the half fold into the transition. But yeah, even for, you know, the lower levels, you can start using it for the simple changes in second level where you have to do a lot of canter walk transitions and you can use this exercise for that. And then going into third level even when you have to do, um, you know, start to do the flying changes and the transitions um, with that, you can use it, you know, a little half pass and then move it to leg yield and half pass and leg yield and start to increase the difficulty of the exercise as it moves up the levels. And that's why it's such a great tool to have in your tool belt because you can really change it up, you know, for each horse and each level. Um, so I think it's just really, you know, helpful to have. It's all about, you know, suppleness and it's all about the rideability of the horse. And I think that's the most important thing is in dressage is having rideability because if you really break down each movement, it's not that hard. But if your horse isn't rideable enough to navigate the movements, then that's when we run into problems. So if you really focus on having the horse supple, having it be soft to the aids and really attentive, then I think, you know, the movements come not by themselves, but really much easier when you have a soft, rideable horse. Yeah, for sure. That makes a lot of sense. Maybe you could uh, break down a simple change and how you're going to use a little shoulder in or a little leg yield, how to make your simple change really good. If you could just give us some detail about that, that would be awesome. Yeah, so um, if you're say you're starting in the canner and you want to go to a walk and you have a horse that tends to kind of follow a little bit on the forehand and maybe jig into the walk instead of really sitting nicely behind and taking the weight, I would start in the canner, maybe go up 
um, the center line or the quarter line and think of a little shoulder forward where you're really pushing that horse from the inside leg to the outside rein, keeping it balanced, and then really thinking about that jumping inside hind leg because that's where they're going to really have to sit and take the weight behind to make the transition. And then from that shoulder forward, sometimes I'll throw in a couple 10 or 15-meter circles to really make sure that I can get the half halts in and that the horse is really listening to the aid and then probably coming off one of those circles still in that shoulder four position then I would see if I could ask the horse to take a little bit more weight behind for two or three strides so you have a clear preparation for the simple change and then when I feel like it's really starting to lighten up a little bit in the hand and really truly take that weight behind then that's the moment that I ask for the transition and especially if you're first teaching a horse how to do a simple change I kind of want to keep my aids on a little bit longer even when they first get into the walk because it's easy for horses when they are first learning and don't quite have the strength to still often make the transition to fall on the forehand even in a walk. So I make sure that I still keep that half walls on just a little bit longer to where they truly make that transition and then still carry that weight even in the walk a little bit and then I can relax the aid. And then if you're going to go do the upward transition, a little bit the same thing. You really want to think of that shoulder four. And it's going to be that same aid, you know, I know you use the outside leg to aid for the canter, but I think a lot of riders should really think about using their inside leg as well to kind of scoop the horse into the canter and really have that first stride jumping and quick and active. So you're going to still think of that shoulder four where you have that nice pressure from your inside calf pushing into the outside rein with the inside rein, keeping the horse supple, and then you just gently slide that outside leg back if the horse comes against you you can use another circle again to keep it soft and then just play back and forth between those exercises and um i think the horses really gain a lot of strength through that repetition yeah awesome i I think these are awesome tips we thank you very much for joining us tonight Catherine. how can people find you online if they have more questions or they want to get in touch with you i have a website it's crcdressagehorses.com and then I'm also on Facebook under Catherine Rose Chamberlain. And I also have an Instagram under cat underscore rose underscore dressage. Great. Thank you very much again and have a great evening. Well, there you have it. This podcast was made possible through the generous support of Kentucky Performance Products and listeners like you. This is Coach Jen, and I'll be back again soon with another tip. So until then, go ride your horse. The Horse Radio Network and the Horse Radio Network hosts are not responsible for statements of guests or their opinions. Use your own judgment when listening to the tips provided by the experts on Horse Tip Daily.